0: Amen, 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 If you have your Bibles, would you open up with me to 1 Peter chapter five? I need to do something a little different this morning. I was gonna continue my message from last Sunday, but with the time factor, I I just feel to just kind of have a little shift here, and also to uh, bring us to a few moments of prayer. How many of you need to call upon God this morning? How many of you know that Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations? And we are a church of of many nations, and I'm grateful to God for that. And it's nothing like when the people of God corporately lift their voice to God, there is power in corporate prayer. Can you say amen? Amen. But I want want us to look at a couple of verses of scripture in uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. How many of you are there? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 be sober be vigilant because because be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in all the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Isn't that a good word? Be sober. Be vigilant. Peter is telling us the importance of being sober. That word, we tend to think of it when it comes to uh, being intoxicated with alcohol or being affected by drugs. But that word sober could mean that, but it talks about being self-controlled. Being in control of self. Anything that impairs your judgment, anything that affects your thinking, it, doesn't, it isn't limited to drugs or alcohol, it could be anything that causes you to lose control of yourself. Why is that important? Well, Peter's going to tell us. He says, be sober, be vigilant. That word vigilant means be watchful. Be watchful. Turn to the person next to you say, Be watchful. Turn to the other person and say, be sober. Why? Because you have an adversary. You have an adversary. The devil who walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil is a liar. The devil is out to destroy you And you know how he gets to you? You know how he gets to me? He attacks our faith. That's why Peter says, resist him steadfast in the faith. The devil comes and he wants to rob our faith. He's not so much after our stuff, because you know what? If you lose your stuff, but you have faith, you know what? You can get it back again. Even if you lose your health, if you have faith, you can believe that by Jesus' stripes, you can be healed. You can lose money, but by faith you can come into agreement with the word of God and say he is Jehovah Jireh, he will provide for me. You can lose even time, you can lose things, you can lose relationships, but the Bible tells us God is able to restore unto us the years the locust the caterpillar has eaten. God is a God of restoration. But you see if we lose our faith, we're cooked. We're done. That's why we have the understanding here at Victory the importance of being in a life group. Why? Because we begin to share with one another the scriptures, the word of God. We begin to build up our faith. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Satan is unrelenting in his attack on you and I. You know, I thought when I first got saved at the age of 17 just radically converted to Jesus Christ on fire for God I began to grow in my faith I began to develop and I began to mature and I thought that I was just going to like kind of grow to where I couldn't be affected by things I mean that was just me forgive me I I had a little different perspective maybe there was some pride mixed in there because I was growing so well pride is so insidious Pride, you can identify every other sin. You know what? You can't identify pride in yourself. So you got to be careful. So I, I just thought I'm going to grow, I'm going to mature, and I'm going to kind of float. My, my feet are going to be kind of just floating above the ground like on a cloud, like some of the images we see of, of the saints. But I realize that that's not the case. I realize nobody's going to coast into heaven. Nobody has it easy. We all have a struggle. That's why Peter says that you need to resist them steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in all the world. You and I are not in this battle alone. There are brothers and sisters around the city, the state, the country and the world that are facing opposition, they're facing attack, they're facing suffering, that we're all in this thing together. That's why it's so important, again, to emphasize being connected in relationship with other believers so that you could know, listen, I'm not the only one going through this. Someone else is going through this struggle. Someone else is going through this battle. You know, as a pastor, I, I, I relate with other pastors, obviously, because of my, my calling, because of what I, am, I do, and what I find is I receive such encouragement when I talk to other pastors because I hear their stories and I have points of relationship and connection with them that help me to understand that, you know what, what I'm facing isn't unique, What I'm going through, I'm not the only one. There are other pastors having these struggles. And you know what that does? That brings encouragement to me. That brings encouragement to me. And you and I need to find people that we can connect with and relate to and encourage one another in the faith. That's what Peter's saying. He says, listen, the same sufferings, you're not the only one. What is one of the trick of the devils in our life? The trick of the devil. One of the things he does is say, You're the only one going through this. You know, I have heard that so many, so many times. People tell me, Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. People say, Well, I'm the only one that's facing this. I am, this is just such a unique situation. No, Peter's saying it's experienced by all our brothers. There are people that are going through things in this church. Maybe you won't even know because they keep walking in faith. They keep praising God. They keep serving the Lord. And you don't even realize what they're going through. That's why it's so important to share our stories. To get to know one another. To hear about each other's struggles and challenges so we could encourage one another. The devil is out. To rob your faith and to rob the joy of your faith. You know, as, as believers in Jesus Christ, our firm confidence, according to the scriptures, that we, we, we know that Jesus is our joy, the joy of our salvation. How many of us have lost sight of that? You know, Jesus told a parable about the kingdom of heaven, and he said, A man, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who. Uh, found a pearl of great price in a field. And you know what he did? He sold everything for joy. For the joy of that, that precious item. And, and Jesus was saying, that's what salvation is like. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. We, we give our all for the joy. And listen, there is joy in Christ. There is joy in our salvation. And the, what I have found is, if the devil can't get Uh, rob some of your blessings he wants to rob the joy of your blessing do you realize how blessed you are do you realize how blessed we are in so many ways do you ever take account and look at how far God has brought you do you look and do you remember what it was like before Christ forgave your sins Before Jesus laid his hand upon your life and transformed you and began to bless you, before you couldn't keep a job, now God has blessed you with a a job and another job and a raise and another raise. And, And we lose sight of that and we go through things and we're so blessed and the devil wants to rob the joy of our blessing. Do you remember the Old Testament when, when a king tried to get a, a prophet to curse the people of God? And, and you know, the conclusion of the matter was, he says, I can't bless what I can't curse what God has blessed. And you and I are blessed this morning. And the devil wants to rob our faith, he wants to rob our joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. If the devil robs our joy, he's got our strength. That's why the Bible tells us, rejoice rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, rejoice. Let that joy, the joy of the Lord, bubble up in your soul. The understanding. Be sober, be vigilant because you have an adversary, you have a devil. The devil is unrelenting. The church, Christianity is under an attack in our age. Filth and and, and sinfulness and ungodliness has come like a a tsunami, a deluge to try to overwhelm the church. Evil that that is beyond comprehension. Let me tell you, if if our grandparents or parents who might have died 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, might not even been followers of Jesus Christ, but if they suddenly came back to life and awoke in this generation they would be so perplexed and could not believe what they hear and what they see of the filth and the ungodliness in our generation. And the Bible prophesies about that. In the last days, there will be perilous times. Jesus said that the the evil would be so persuasive in our time, lawlessness would abound. We're seeing that. But you and I, as the children of God, need to be sober and vigilant, watchful. I don't know about you, but I don't want to lose my soul. I don't want to lose my salvation. I, want, I don't want to lose my joy. I want to be firm in my faith. I want to be steadfast in the faith. And how does that happen? How did Jesus, how did Jesus counter the devil? How did he withstand evil in his time? The Bible says every temptation every attack that came against him jesus said it is written jesus said it is written do you know what that means you know what that tells us that he believed in the authority of this book he believed in what this book said was truth it was eternal it was god's word I am appalled that we are living in a generation of even Christians who are uncertain about what they believe, who are so influenced by so many other words, so many other uh, things coming at them through social media, that they don't realize that this book is God's eternal word, and when it comes to a struggle, when it comes to a battle, they don't have the authority to say, it is written. We need to get that back. Jesus, every attack, when the devil came to him, Jesus said, it is written. He believed in the authority of the word of God. He believed that what God said was true. We need to get back to that authority, that understanding, so that we can resist the devil in the faith. This is the faith. This is what we base our faith upon. And when we call out to God, God gives us grace, God gives us strength to overcome the devil, to overcome sin, to overcome the world, to overcome the flesh. That's what the Bible tells us, that we are more than conquerors. It tells us that Jesus overcame the enemy. And this morning, I want us to take a moment to call upon God. Our our nation needs God. What's going on in our world needs people who will call out to God to change the human heart, to change people. It's the church's responsibility to stand in the forefront of all injustices in the world, social injustices, racial injustices, but we do that upon the authority of God's word and we do that upon the basis of a changed heart. Amen? Because only the love of God shed abroad in our heart through the Holy Spirit can make a difference in our world, can make a difference where you work. Amen? We need to love people. We need to love all people. Amen? No matter what color they are. Amen? No matter what religion they are, we need to love all people. How many of you know you don't have that love in your own strength? Amen? I know you don't, because I know you. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, I know you can be more loving. The Holy Spirit does it in our heart. Would you stand together with me? I want us to pray. You know what I miss during this time of social distancing? People coming around the altars and lifting up their voice to God, really praying. And I know we're limited, but you know what? Uh, We might be limited in in the physical sense, but let's not be limited in our faith sense. Let's not be limited in a spiritual sense this morning. Can we call out to God, I want to believe that the best days of the church are about to happen. I, I cannot believe that the devil is going to win. I cannot believe that hell is going to have its way. I believe that the God is going to give the church a revival before the coming of Jesus. An outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How many of you sense that? How many of you, you sense that in your spirit, in your prayer time, that the Holy Spirit is going to revive you, is going to revive the church? And you know how that's going to happen? It's going to happen through people calling out to God. Amen? It's going to happen when people look to God. Can we take a few moments right now, right where you are, and just begin to call upon God as we just close? I'll close in prayer in a moment, but would you just begin to lift your voice? Come on, call out to God. Call out to God. You want to be an overcomer. Come on. You want to to overcome habits. You want to overcome unforgiveness. You want to overcome your flesh. Come on. Jesus said, if you really want to be my disciple, you got to deny your flesh. You got to take up your cross. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we call out to you this morning. We lift up our voice in this church amongst your your people, God. Those that have been blood-bought, those that have been cleansed by by the precious blood of Jesus, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, touched by your presence, Lord. God, we believe in these last days that you are going to do a work, God. You are going to revive the church, God. You are going to strengthen your people, God hallelujah hallelujah come on pray come on lift your voice pray pray for your family pray for your children come on pray for revival hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus oh god we praise you god we praise you oh god we praise you this morning in this place oh god i pray for those that are watching by live stream God, stir our hearts to seek your face, God. Stir our hearts to pray in this this church, God. Amongst your people, God. Oh, God, we lift up our voice. Call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, just a few more moments. Come on, I believe in a couple of moments of prayer, something powerful could happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Lord once again we pray for this nation God what we're facing uh, what we're facing in our world with with this virus God God we just pray Lord for God healing we pray for God, just a breakthrough of a vaccination, Lord. We just pray, God, God, that you would turn the tide, Lord. God, we pray for a miracle, God. God, we just ask you, Lord. Come on, just ask the Lord. Come on, just unite your voice with mine. We're praying for God to just turn this around, to keep us healthy, to keep us strong, to begin to to let healing flow through our nation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we lift up this need, Father. We pray and ask you, God, to intervene, Lord. Have mercy on this nation, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we just pray, God, even for this... Uh, the racial issues in our country. We pray for healing, Lord. God, we pray, oh Lord, for churches, God, to, to be an example. We pray for our communities, Lord. We speak peace, Lord. We speak healing, God. We speak, oh God, wholeness, Lord. God, we come against racism and bigotry and all manner of hatred and evil, God, and oppression, God, of all people, God. Father God, we pray, oh Lord, that you would help your church church, God. God, to be strong in this hour, to be united in this hour, to be one voice, Lord. Father God, to be a people who pray about these things, call out to the living God. Lord, we just ask you, God, for these issues, Lord. And Father, as we bring this time to a close, we cry out for the needs of everyone here, God. God, your word tells us, God, to cast our care upon you, because you care for us. Lord God, we just lift up every care, every need represented, every individual and family represented here today. God, touch your people today. God, we thank you that you are faithful, God. God, your word says that even after we have suffered a while, even after we've we've been through difficulty, you will establish us, God. You will strengthen us, God. God, we thank you for that today, God, that we are your children, that we are your, in your hands, God, In you will help us, Father. God, bless your church, bless your people, keep us safe, we pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Would you give a clap of praise to the Lord? Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord thanks, give him praise one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Amen and amen. God bless you, God bless you. We. Uh, We just leave in the uh, back of the sanctuary and the offering bowls are in the back. God bless you. Have a great week in Jesus' name. Amen.